All right, howdy, Hootie Thunkers. I'm your host, Zeb, as always. And this episode is going to be about Paul Revere, uh, but not the actual story. And I have shortened it quite a bit from the original script that I wrote. The blog post includes everything that I originally typed up, uh, but I thought Paul Revere, not the biggest drop in the ocean of history so uh shorten the actual audio version um as always accompanying blog post link will be in the description of this podcast no matter where you see it so check that out so paul revere was a colonial boston silversmith industrialist propagandist and patriot immortalized in the henry wadsworth longfellow poem describing revere's midnight ride to warn the colonists about a british attack most people are familiar with it. Anyone in American public schools was taught about this, I know, because I was in them. Revere died natu- of natural causes on May 10th of 1818. I don't like to use it over dates because they're boring, but they, these just a few in this one, and they are important. He died in 1818, right, at the age of 83, and this is who Revere was. Now, I'd like to read a shortened version of the poem that made him famous. I'll be reading the beginning and the end while skipping the bulk of the poem's midsection. It is a long, it is a long one, uh, but you are welcome to visit the accompanying blog post where I have a link to the entire poem, and I actually put the entire poem on the blog post. Now, Hen, who wrote this poem? Like I said, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Uh, here's the only other date I'm going to give. Or, well, another date I'm going to give. He was born in 1807 and died in 1882. So note, when Paul Revere died, the poet Long Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was only about 11 years old. So there's a difference here. When this actually happened, the poem hadn't been wouldn't be written for a number of decades later. So here's the poem of Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive who remembers the famous day and year. He said to his friend, if the, if the British march by land or sea from the town to night, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church Tower as a signal light. One if by land, two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm, for the country folk to be up and to arm. I skip a bunch of the middle part. You know the rest in the books you have read. How the British regulars fired and fled. How the farmers gave them ball for ball. From behind each fence and farmyard wall, chasing the redcoats down the lane, then crossing the fields to emerge again, under the trees, at the turn of the road, and only pausing to fire and load. So through the night rode Paul Revere, and so through the night went his cry of alarm to every Middlesex village and farm, a cry of defiance and not of fear, a voice in the darkness, a knock at the door, and a word that shall echo forevermore. For born on the night wind of the past through all our history to the last in the hour of darkness and peril and need the people will waken and listen to hear the hurried hoofbeats of that steed and the midnight message of paul revere so that was a shortened version of the poem and it's pretty epic henry wadsworth longfellow wrote a poem that really did immortalize paul revere's midnight ride years after his death The poem written about Revere's ride was so popular that it was taught in American public schools. I didn't have to look up that fact. I remember being taught that the accounts of the poem as if they were facts in the public schools that I went to. But it turns out the American public school system got it wrong. That that night did not happen 
the way we were all told. So on April 18th of 1775, what did actually happen? Paul's mission was to warn the militiamen of Lexington and Concord of the British if the British attacked. That part is true. That was his mission. But he never said the famous words, the British are coming. Like all the reenactments us Americans have seen, I don't actually know where the uh, this idea came from because the line, the British are coming, wasn't in Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poem either. During the 1770s, everyone considered themselves British because um, the citizens at the time may have distinguished themselves as colonial patriots or colonists or loyalists, but they all consider themselves British because they were. They all recently immigrated to Americas or and or they were still technically part of the British territory that was America at the time. This is before, you know, the American nation. So if Paul Revere actually did say, quote, the British are coming, uh, it would have been confusing and wouldn't have accomplished much at all. People would just be confused. Instead, Revere and his compatriots referred to the British Army as the regulars. So that's what he would have said. Okay, well, this post is all about pointing out the inaccuracies of what we've been taught in school about Paul Revere's ride. So far, I've only said that one word out of the story is off, but all my fellow middle school classmates and I were shown an image of Paul Revere riding around the streets on his horse, yelling at the top of his lungs. Um, it's actually the the image that I use for this blog post is a good uh, example of that. Um, but that is not how it went down. This was a covert intelligence operation. Believe it or not, if you're like to, like to look in historian things, if you look back on the Revolutionary War, really cool spy stuff was going on. That's my cat's toy. And check it out. They actually made a show about it called Turn, about the spies in the Revolutionary War. But it's because this was a covert operation, instead of yelling on the streets, which would have gotten him captured by the British authorities immediately, Revere went specifically to known colonist patriots and most likely whispered the news. Um, but I understand why this part of the story was doctored. You try getting a bunch of kids excited about a guy traveling to people's houses at night and whispering news in their ear. It's much more exciting sounding if he frantically was racing around shouting at people in the middle of the night. Now, the biggest inaccuracy was that Revere didn't complete his mission. He actually failed miserably. The lanterns that Revere supposedly saw as signals for whether the British were coming one if by land, two if by sea, while Revere didn't even see those lanterns. Those lanterns were set up to, to signal the message, yes, but it was Dr. Joseph Warren, a different son of liberty, that received the message. Revere never saw them. Uh, but Dr. Joseph Warren himself wasn't the one who went out riding. Uh, he gave the message. He didn't send the message to Lexington Concord. Instead, he sent another son of liberty named William Dawes. So Dawes was the first son of liberty to set out on the midnight ride. Revere did join him later, and they warned Lexington together, um, even though the story always portrays Revere doing it by himself. Then Dawes and Revere were actually detained by the British regulars, the, the, the authorities. They never made it to the Concord, and so they didn't even do that. It was Samuel Prescott who warned Concord, there were numerous other riders as well that were dispatched to warn all sorts of towns. So instead of just making Revere the hero like the poet poem does, that's not really how it happened. It was a collection of spy organization, of a large spy organization that did it. So why do a podcast on this topic? Oh, th okay. This means Revere's contribution was minimal compared to other riders that night. In the time between 
his failed midnight ride and his death, people forgot about his contribution to the Revolutionary War. Revere's midnight ride wasn't even mentioned in his obituary. So it was the poem that made him popular. So like I said, why why do a podcast on this topic? Well, to sum things up, the Midnight Ride was an impressive intelligence operation during the Revolutionary War. And for people who aren't American listening to this, the Revolutionary War is the American Revolutionary War. The Colonial Army's spy network showed great operational skills and they could carry out such an operation effectively. It seems that years later, a talented poet heard about this impressive operation, picked the coolest sounding name out of those who were involved, Revere, because it means that's a cool word, and used that name to construct a more interesting narrative to grab the attention of the largest audience possible by making Paul Revere the single hero. For 200 years, the American public schools then taught this narrative as fact to the youth of the nation. Now, everyone knows the fabricated version of the events of the Midnight Ride instead of the actual facts. The reason I wanted to do a podcast on this is because stories like this have changed how I view the world. Stories like this helped me realize a few truths. You know, stories like finding out this is what I was taught by by many people in authority, but it's not actually accurate. Here's the truth that I've found. Doubt can be a debilitating thing if it goes unchecked in the human psyche. But if used properly, it can be a powerful tool for uncovering the truth. Another one, education is important and usually benefits society. But it is an institution run by human beings. Therefore, it is susceptible to error. And finally, educate yourself, but never trust blindly. Doubt everything a little that which is worthwhile will withstand the test of doubt. And I'm going to end it on that. I know it's a bit epic, a bit philosophical, but that's what I realized. Why am I doing a story about Paul Revere? Well, that's why it always blew my mind when I found out everything I've been taught in school. It's not at all how it went down. So hope I opened your mind a little bit today. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Who to thunkers tune in next week. Like I said, check out that accompanying blog post. And um, until next week, I hope you have a wonderful Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Bye-bye.